Welcome to the FinTech Australia podcast, brought to you in partnership with Tier One People, Australia's leading FinTech executive search consultants. I'm your host, Dexter Cousins. This is episode 22, and I'm joined by Johnny Wilkinson, co-founder of Equitize. Equitize is a crowdfunding platform that simplifies the investment marketplace. It removes traditional barriers to investing and sourcing capital by making the process quick, easy, and safe. And it enables your average Aussie to invest in early stage startups like Zinja. Johnny shares his personal journey of launching the business and gives his views on the investment market. But before the show, I just want to say thanks to our partners, FinTech Australia. They're a member-driven organization building an ecosystem of Australian FinTechs to advance the global economy. They share the same mission as Tier 1 people and that we look to build a strong community, foster connections, and support innovation. If you'd like to find out about membership, go to fintechaustralia.org.au forward slash join dash now. Johnny, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dexter. Thanks for having me. Mate, sir, Equitize, could you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do and, and who you are? Sure. So Equitize is an investment platform for unlisted companies. Um, we primarily use equity crowdfunding, which is the concept of uh, everyday investors being able to put a relatively small amount of money into supporting um, you know, venture capital and, and other startup businesses. Um, we've been going since 2014. Um, the story goes that my co-founder and I, Chris Gilbert, were sitting in a pub at a mate's birthday. Um, we were both chatting about wanting to get out of our corporate gigs and um, yeah, we uh, knew what was happening in the space uh, regionally and globally. There was potential changes that was opening up equity crowdfunding and uh, figured we'd go for it. Um, we both woke up with sore heads the next day and weren't sure what was going to happen, but um, literally uh, there was something that came up on my uh, news feed. Uh, I used to work in stockbroking at Citibank and um, it talked about basically that what is now the precursor to the H2 accelerator. Um, and so I guess you've been waking up with sore heads ever since, have you? <laughs> yeah, the sore heads changed. It's, uh, yeah, it's from problems and stress rather than uh, the uh, alcohol. But, yeah. Um, now, you've um, had some really great successes. I kind of go back to two years ago. I, I, you know, I think a lot of listeners would be aware of Zinja. Um, you actually the, uh, helped Zinja with their, their record or what at the time was a record equity fundraise. You know, what was that experience like? Sure, yeah. So Zinja was the very first retail equity crowdfunding deal done after the laws changed and the day we actually got our license. So on the 11th of wow. January 2018, yeah, we uh, we launched with Zinja um, and it went gangbusters. It went beyond our wildest expectations, all the planning and preparation that our team and Zinja had put in to get it ready um, really paid off. And I didn't leave my desk other than go to the bathroom a couple of times for the, you know, ensuring 12 hours after we launched. And, you know, it was, was a huge success. We ended up raising uh, about two and a half, three million dollars for them um, as the first equity crowdfunding deal, which uh, we were pretty impressed by. Awesome. And I guess, you know, you've continued that relationship and, you know, there was a second and a third um, fundraise. Could you tell us a little bit more some of the other businesses that you, you work with? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, as you, 
you know, pointed out that it's, uh, it's an ongoing relationship and that's a big part of our DNA and how we operate. Um, we want to be, you know, the trusted partner and advisor that works with these businesses and makes, um, you know, it makes it easy for them to continue to grow. So we definitely want to be there and help them raise money, you know, a second and third time. Um, some other companies we've raised money for that uh, viewers might know about, Car Next Door, we've helped them raise money a couple of times. Um, there have been wholesale raises that we've, we've helped with. Um, things like uh, GoCatch, you may have heard of, we've helped them raise money. We did a retail raise last year that went out to their drivers. Um, things like Endeavour Brewing, the boutique uh, beer, beer label that has uh, the pub down in the rocks. We've helped them raise money. Uh, Westmins Gin, a Perth gin distillery, uh, we've helped them raise money. Um, yeah, we've, we've now helped, uh, I think we've done 74 raises for 65 companies over the past few years and raised about $45 million. Awesome. Yep. You, you touched on this before. Um, it's, you know, you're not just helping startups raise money, but you're helping kind of, you know, your, your average Aussie tap into, you know, a, an investment opportunity that they've never had access to up until a couple of years back. What have you found from, you know, the kind of the customer side, um, as in the investor side? What, what's been the feedback? Yeah, look, I mean, it's been amazing. Um, we set out with this mission to make early stage capital markets more efficient. And in doing that, um, you know, it's a two-sided marketplace. We need companies and we need investors. And a part of equity crowdfunding and what we do is trying to make it more open and transparent for everyone to be involved. Um, traditionally, venture capital is an asset class that everyday investors can't readily access because um, you either need to be a wholesale sophisticated investor or the minimum check size is something in the order of $250,000 to buy into a VC fund. Um, most of our deals, the minimum is $250. And we think it's an amazing way of allowing everyday investors the opportunity to, you know, uh, build up a portfolio of, of some of these companies um, that they can back some, you know, amazing, exciting businesses that have the potential to uh, grow tremendously and, and potentially get great returns. Um, so, yeah, it's something that we're very passionate about and obviously allowing everyone to be able to support and invest in these types of businesses is, is not only beneficial for the companies, uh, the investors, but overall for the economy. It, it does tremendous things because these are the companies that are innovating, they're driving growth and employment. So, you know, if, if, if we're going to have uh, a positive outcome and we're going to have innovation and things happening in the Aussie economy, then having something like equity crowdfunding to help um, underpin early stage capital markets is, is a great way of doing that. Talking about the economy, I, I think you know, everybody's been um, you know, surprised by the performance of, of the stock market and um, it seems to be doing things that are contradictory to what you know, might suggest we're in an economic slowdown. What, what do you put that down to, Johnny? Have you got any kind of ideas or, or kind of theories as to why we're seeing this you know, huge rise in, in stock markets? Look, yeah, I, th I think there's a number of factors. Um, Obviously, stock markets are trying to predict the future. Um, so people aren't sure of what's going to happen with corona. And unlike, uh, you know, a lot of previous, um, you know, downturns or going back to the GFC, which was a top-down structural um, issue that, you know, 
basically un, unwound and um, you know devalued a whole lot of assets. This is a supply demand bottom up driven uh, outcome and the opportunity for the economy and the world to sort of turn things back on and get back to normal is 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 much greater I think. So there's you know people trying to assess that and factor that pricing in. Um, but more to the point, you know, particularly with uh, a lot of the quantitative easing and other government plans, um, things that have been happening in Western economies and, and other, other places around the world, there's literally never been more money in the world today than ever before, right? So people are probably reassessing. Um, people are probably getting more comfortable with lower yields and, and returns on assets. Um, you know, people that can't put money in a bank and generate any any real returns of wanting to invest it. And then specifically in Australia, obviously um, we're very lucky to have superannuation, which is now yeah. extremely mature. And I can't remember what the current figure is, but, you know, there's two point, I think, $6 trillion in, in superannuation. Um, and that is a tremendous, uh, obviously, thing to, uh, amount of money and, and thing to underpin the economy with. But more to the yeah. point, um, nine and a half percent of the gross national income is coming into super each month. So yeah. there's money that needs to be invested. Um, and while if there, you know, if there aren't any new issuances in on the ASX, um, most of the focus um, and allocation of a lot of these assets is towards um, Australian stocks. So the asset prices will just get pushed up, which means, you know, the, the ASX keeps on growing, even if there isn't commensurate actual growth in the underlying uh, companies on the ASX. Mm. And uh, I guess, you know, we've technologies certainly advanced since the GFC. And, you know, it was, uh, I remember sitting there at my desk, you know, with a Comsec account, putting on trades and it taking four days to settle. And, you know, we're in a bit of a different world now where I could be anywhere with a a smartphone and can invest and you know indeed you know you're having having invested through the equitized platform a very very simple process do you think the kind of actual ease now with which the average kind of investor has access to all of these you know i guess opportunities again kind of makes it a, a bit of a different paradigm that we're, we're dealing with now without a doubt obviously you know it's much quicker and easier for people to uh, take these opportunities at the moment. Um, you know, if you can get up uh, an account and, and get AML KYC'd and link it to your account within a few minutes um, and access, uh, you know, whether it be the stock market, whether it be a fund or it be an alternative asset of, you know, getting access to gold or investing in unlisted uh, venture capital assets like ours, um, you know, the ability to do that means that People can move quick. People can take um, benefit of the opportunities that present themselves with volatility. Um, and if you're sitting on cash or you have money that you can invest or, you know, you can rotate your asset allocation from other things in, into these opportunities, then, yeah, it's, it's a tremendous, um, tremendous time to be alive and investing and, and using fintech and all these other things. Um to have access, it, it is pretty tremendous. Uh, you know, I do remember being similarly back in the day on a PC um, on Comsec, um, buying things around the GFC. Um, and as you say, you know, you couldn't really have done done that today. Um, 
businesses like Stake that now yeah. give you very quick and easy access to automate, you know, the USW8 tax forms and those sorts of things um, for relatively low cost is, is actually, you know, a tremendous opportunity as well that you couldn't even contemplate back in the day, you know. Um, at Citibank, when we were trying to set up some Australian institutional clients, you know, the, the steps and the forms and things we'd need to go through to actually set them up for trade in the US was was quite involved. Whereas these days, you know, individuals can do it, you know, in a matter of days. Right. And I want to I want to talk a little bit more about the Equitize business, Johnny, and and particularly the the journey that you've been on. It's been, you know, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd kind of consider us as being good mates and. It's been fantastic to see the growth of the business and the journey that you've been on. But I, I guess for our listeners, you know, wh- what's that actually been like? Um, you mentioned there, you know, it's kind of, you got a sore head when you woke up and it's been challenge after challenge. Um, but what, what's it kind of, you know, what, are you, what have been some of the highlights for you as you've gone through that journey? Thanks. And yes, we are good mates. Um, and we have had sore heads together. But um, look, it has been a long journey. Um, we started the business with an expectation that the laws were going to change to allow for equity crowdfunding in Australia. Um, so in 2014, when we got accepted into the H2 Accelerator and we quit our jobs, um, it was slated to change You know, in a relatively short period of time after that. We were thinking six to 12 months. Um, not long after that all happened, uh, there was a change of government and we realised it was going to be delayed by a considerable amount. So having quit our jobs, taken on some money, began building the investment platform, we didn't know what to do. Um, we quickly got on a plane and went to New Zealand. There was always an idea of doing Australia and New Zealand and then taking on Asia Pac. Um, we got to New Zealand, we spread out our wings and went through our networks. We cold called people, we sent everyone emails, um, LinkedIn connections and proceeded to have meetings with all the excuse me, all the venture capitalists, um, angels, lawyers, accountants and, and people in the early stage capital markets that we could um, and met with the regulator. The regulator was very encouraging of what we were doing. Um, and then we came back to Australia. We, we had a board meeting. It was only Chris and I on the board at the time, but we had a couple of advisors and we quickly made the decision that New Zealand was what we needed to do. So the next day I got on a plane and moved to New Zealand for 18 months um, and we got the business quickly set up and licensed over there. So, you know, the process of moving to a new country, um, you know, uh, we lived in a youth hostel for a long period while we were over there getting set up and, you know, um, living off savings and, you know, sniffing an oily rag. Um, so, you know, having, having to do that, um, having to get the business going and navigating all those challenges was, was difficult. Um, you know, very lucky to have good family and friends and other people around me, uh, you know, support to allow that, which was great. Um, and then from there, you know, the process of actually getting the legislation changed to allow for equity crowdfunding was pretty arduous. Um, took a lot of time. Uh, it took us uh, pushing from a, a lot of different angles. Um, we had to lobby the government uh, and the opposition. You know, we went to Canberra a few times. Um, I have a funny story about um, James Bond, who was the uh, the head of the Financial Services Council for Economics, um, and me going down to uh, Canberra right after there there was a big security scare, and uh, each of the offices of, of senators and parliamentarians we went to go 
uh, meet the guy at the front desk had to call him up and announce who was coming. So he was calling up and saying, I got James Bond and Johnny Wilkinson to see, you know, Senator Sinodino, you know, uh, Sinodino, sorry. Um, and, and you could tell he was getting some pretty, uh, pretty bemused responses down yeah, the line. Massive disappointment uh, when they turned up to reception and you were standing there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, even, more, even more, James Bond was <laughs> But, um, Look, uh, it, it was it was a very difficult process. Um, we spent a lot of time and a lot of shoe leather trying to um, trying to get people involved and decision makers looking at it. Um, there was a lot of things happening that were diverting the um, government's uh, agenda and, and policy um, focus at the time. So you know that was that was really difficult. Um, we were lucky to be a part of um, you know some of the founding people involved with FinTech Australia and FinTech Australia has been an amazing platform for us to help um, get access and lobby the government. By virtue of that, I, I was lucky enough to be put on a um, FinTech advisory panel to the to the government, um, which again was another avenue we, we were able to use. Um, and yeah, we, we just had to go about getting the laws changed, which is no mean feat. And I'm never gonna try and start another business where I need to do that ever again. <laughs> But uh, that, that was obviously uh, a lot of time and energy and uh, difficulty. And then we had to work with ASIC and make sure that we got regulations in place and then get licensed again in Australia and, and get going. So, um, yeah, look, there's been a, been a fair bit to do. And we've also had the usual growing pains of businesses, uh, working out how to get, get funded. Um, paradoxically, it's harder for a us to raise money for ourselves and clients <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, look, uh, we've, we've been through the usual travails that uh, all startups get to. And while we like to think we're still startup in, in some ways, we've been going for a while. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been fun. It's been a roller coaster, but there's still plenty more to do. And we're, we're pretty excited. Right. And so how many people now do you have in the business? So we're a team of 10. Um, split pretty equally across technology, marketing, deals, and management. Um, so, you know, we work pretty collaboratively. We've got our own proprietary technology. Um, you know, our marketing team works with each of the companies we're raising money for, as well as doing, you know, the broader Equifize marketing. We've got a couple of great, great guys and, and some juniors that help out in the running the deals. And then there's the management side. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a decent size. We're hopefully looking to grow a little bit in the next little while. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. And you touched on this bef a little earlier, Johnny. I, I guess around the significant impact that um, a, a business like Equitize can actually have on the economy. You mentioned Zinger as, you know, that was your first cab off the rank, but you know, two years on from that, they're out there raising, I mean, a huge, right? 400 million Aussie or, or a bit more. Um, it must be really satisfying to kind of sit back and see that that level of impact that you're, you're having on the industry. Definitely. I mean, it, it is amazing. It's something that we're very proud of. And, you know, uh, one of the things that kind of gets us going and out of bed every day is uh, not only do we get to speak to amazing people doing doing tremendous things, but you know, a lot of the companies we help go on and, and do well and, and keep on growing and give people jobs and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's very rewarding and it, it does um, deliver a reasonable amount of impact, I think. Um, you know, private companies 
are the lifeblood of the economy um, and they do drive growth and employment. Um, you know, for instance, not only Zinja, but actually the second company we ever raised money for out in New Zealand um, works in a pretty niche space in sort of funds management and, and life insurance. So they're a variable annuity provider, which doesn't sound sexy at all, but they provide, um, you know, financial products to retirees that gives them certainty in life and uh, they will get an um, annuity for the rest of their lives. Um, they credit us. We helped them with their first raise. Um, if, if we hadn't helped them, they don't think they would have got that money and, and may not have been, you know, been able to go on. We've now raised money for them four or five times, and they're looking as though they're going to, um, you know, they're going to potentially list or, or do something pretty pretty interesting in the next next year or so. Um, so to have watched them grow, you know, they have more than 250 million of funds under management. Um, they weren't even licensed when we first raised the money. You know, all these sorts of things um, that you see and happen over time, and, and the impact and and what, what that brings is tremendous. And as I said, with these guys, um, they're the only licensed provider of this sort of product in New Zealand, and they're doing a great job of providing a, a pretty uh, essential uh, service and, and product that does give these retirees some certainty um, and you know peace of mind in retirement. Great. And uh, have you got any exciting deals in the, the pipeline that you can mention at this stage? Yeah, we've got lots of exciting things, actually. Um, with COVID um, and where everything's been of late, um, you know, we've been holding off a little bit. Um, we also have a, uh, an exciting uh, new platform and we've rebuilt the technology from scratch. So that's, that's quite exciting. Um, so coming up, we have Bricklet, which is a um, fractionalised uh, property play. Um, which is which is quite exciting. Um, so you can now actually be on title rather than buying units in a fund or, or some sort of product um, and, and own part of a property. Um, so that's quite exciting. Um, we've got a, another little business uh, that are doing um, authentic certified organic whole food. Uh, they're a bakery um, that, that are doing quite well. Um, we've got uh, a couple of exciting sort of tech businesses coming through. Humanity, um, you know, a, a personal finance app uh, where you can actually earn money. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of exciting things coming through in the short term, and then um, you know we're, we're stacking the pipe, and you know there's some exciting stuff coming for the second half of the year. Johnny, it's been fantastic to have you on the show, and mate, a little bit different to chat to you over a microphone rather than over a beer. But nonetheless, you know, I never get sick of hearing about um, not only the story of Equitize, but all the great work that you're doing. Um, you know, it's just, I, I think people often underestimate the importance and the role that you guys play. And, you know, hence why we're just massive supporters of everything that Equitize do. Thanks a lot, mate. That, that means a lot. And um, we do, do take a lot from that. And, uh, you know, it is, is nice to hear that and have people understand that. And uh, I look forward to having a beer and talking more sometime soon. Well, that's the end of the show, folks. Thanks for tuning in and thanks to our partners, Fintech Australia. Remember to subscribe. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and all of your favorite players. And check out the show notes for additional info on our current opportunities. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, 
or you're looking to hire game-changing fintech talent, check out tier1people.com or contact talent at tier1people.com.